BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Dragon Radio brought to you by Tree Impress. I'm here with my good friend, author David Curie. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Good, and yourself? I am. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm a little, uh, a little scatterbrained at the moment. Uh, we're we're traveling to my parents' house in Houston today, so we'll be leaving here at three o'clock. And I've got kids still doing Zoom school and stuff like that today. So running Everything's around everywhere, right? Yep, pretty much. That's that's pretty much exactly where we're at right now, yeah. <laughs> but you have this wonderful book out called Illyria. Yes. So what, tell us a little bit about the book. Well, you know, um, it's, it is, I, I would not classify it per se as a vampire book, even though our main character is a vampire. I would classify this as a kind of free-for-all monster type book if you will we have angels we have demons we have vampires we have witches we have vampire and witch hunters we have all kinds of you know of craziness going on plus um you know i mean we have this young man thinks he's about 18 years old turns out he is a about a 99 year old vampire he's lost all of his memories everything has been wiped so basically He's kind of learning anew. And when he finds out what has been bestowed upon him and what he is going to have to do, um, the challenges that arise from it are significant. They are wild. They are crazy and pretty brutal. I will be honest. It's 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 a pretty violent. Oh, when you get all those max mix of characters in there, witches and vampires, you know something's gonna happen. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's not going to be a friendly thing, you know, but we're, wow. we're also mixed in there with, you know, because in this book, um, all of these, all of these creatures, these fine creatures, they, they coincide with the human race as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, vampires are not looked at as like these demonic, you know, uh, insane, crazy creatures as they are in other books. They are kind of just, everybody's just kind of part of civilization 
at this point. So in time. a little bit like Halloween Town, where everyone's a part of a culture or a town, or yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it is a it is an absolute fun read. Um, and if you like, you know, if you're a, if you're a fan of vampires, witches, uh, whatever, it's going. There's something in it for everyone, and that's the important thing. Now, when you started writing this, since you have kids, did you try to gear it toward their age group or adults? It's it. This one's geared more towards adults. Uh, I I tried to figure out a way to kind of pitch it as a as a young adult thing. It's more of a I would say I would I would kind of go new adult really. Um, it's kind of in that in that in that in that area where I'd be okay if like uh, my sophomore in high school read it. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay if my soon-to-be freshman daughter stepdaughter read it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be okay for my eight or nine-year-old to read it. Uh, yeah. you know, but I also think, you know, I mean, like I said, it's violent. Um, there, there are some sexual connotations in it. Um, so there's, there's, there's a, there's a good, strong love story. Um, oh, PG 13, you know, type of love story. I, I try not to, I try not to go overboard with that because I like to go overboard with my action and my violence, especially when I'm dealing with uh, vampires and, and, and monsters of all kinds. Yeah, you so can it, get in so much creative detail when dealing with monsters and action and uh, battle scenes. Yes. You don't need to get into the romance scenes. No, no, it's, it's you know, I mean, the, 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 the relationship part is, is mm-hmm. what's important between these two people and the fact that the reader knows that they are in love with each other and that they are... Uh, you know, that they are basically destined for one another for forever, you know, for eternity. Correct. Um, but yeah, you don't, you don't have to have a lot of sex stuff going on in there to, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to get your point across. Oh, I, I understand perfectly. I mean, I write, I'm an author myself of fantasy. So getting your point across when you don't want to put all that gushy stuff in there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I have a eighteen-year-old uh, that will not read a romance novel, but she'll read an action-packed uh, thriller with fairies in it. So, I mean, you That's know, what I'm talking about I, romance novels for me, or I've never read one, and my wife tried to get me to read a couple of the Fifty Shades of Grey books. I couldn't do it just because it's just to me, it's just, it's just, it's just too much. It's just. Yeah. You know, and and I, I've I've even though I've watched I watched the first movie, which I thought was okay, but the books I, I just could not get into them. I I get there they were they were definitely not for me. Yeah, see, I'm the same way. I wa- I read the first two pages of the Fifty Shades of Grey, the very first book, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> but I mean, not not that there's anything wrong. No, not that they're it's not just, good books. It's just not my cup of tea. No, just, most fantasy writers, if you write true fantasy, will not get into a romance novel. It's just yep. our brains are not wired for it. <laughs> I totally, completely, 100% agree. That's something that I never really thought about. But yes, you're absolutely right about that. Give I us brim, brim strokes. Give us... Uh, Stephen King, of it, you know, stuff like this, Absolutely. and we'll sit there for hours, and you won't hear. They are Tolkien, C.S. Lewis. Those, those are, yeah, those are, those are my heroes. Those are uh, some of the most awesome mm-hmm. human beings on the planet, or that were on the planet. <laughs> Sadly, they're not here now. Yeah, but, some of them just uh, aren't with us no more. Well, maybe they yeah, are. Uh, we just don't see them, right? They could yeah, be. Yeah, that's, that's it. I could see Lovecraft. <laughs> I could see Lovecraft being 
stuck around somewhere just floating in the air above us all. I don't know, weird and, and trippy. So, um, but, you know, fortunately, we still got Stephen King. Fortunately, he's still here. That That is That's very fortunate. I are. I think I would be lost. But then again, I think I'm mentoring his predecessor. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so my daughter, she writes things that scare me more than anything Stephen King can write. Wow. Okay. That's, that's impressive. That's, yeah. that's, that's really impressive. And the thing is she bases it off of cartoons that she's watched that are geared for eight-year-olds. Ooh, that's creepy. Ooh, that's really creepy. I like it. I like it. That's terrifying. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely terrified of clowns. So I love the It movies. Like yeah. uh, the original miniseries that they had in, the in 1990 with mm -hmm. Tim Curry. And even the even the new two had 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 their had their had their moments, so yeah, that's that's my cup of tea. Pet cemetery, uh, stuff like that. I like to be I like to be scared out of my skin. Yeah, well, give her a few years; she'll be doing that for adults. Right I, I now, she's wait. just doing it for family. I can't wait! I can't wait! <laughs> I can't wait! Let me know, seriously, please. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, she does fan fiction right now. I'm like. Right on. What kind of child did I raise? But at the same time, I'm like, just do your thing because we need the younger adults to yep. be the next generation when yep. we're done writing. Yep. Uh, hopefully, I won't be done till I'm dead. Yeah, I'm saying. Don't same plan way. on I, stopping until I'm until I am in the ground. <laughs> so, what is coming after Illyria? Right now, uh, my wife and I have been working on a script. It's about our lives together. It's about us meeting and about our blended family with my kids, her kids. Um, and we and she has a daughter, my stepdaughter, who has 22Q. Um, she has uh, heart defects and she also uh, has thyroid cancer. Oh. So we have, we have been dealing with that in 2017. Um, she had a mouth surgery and right after her mouth surgery, she was diagnosed right before Christmas of 2017 with thyroid cancer. Uh, she, this past year, just had her fifth open heart surgery. Um, she uh, had uh, cancer to remove, I think like 63 cancerous lymph nodes uh, back in 2017, 2018. Um, and, uh, you know, it has basically been, uh, a ch you know, working to make sure that she has everything and anything that she needs. Mm -hmm. um, and you look at her, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know anything was wrong with her. She looks like a normal, nearly 14-year-old girl. Um, but, uh, you know, she was born, uh, when she was born, 24 hours later, she was in the hospital fighting for her life. Um, so. Well, she is definitely a fighter. And yeah. you'll get her through this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, so the normals is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And we are... Uh, pushing that with my PR group, they are pushing that out to uh, different different avenues and stuff like that. We're working on that. I also have a couple of other series. One is a Batman television series that I kind of have to just, I think, keep my mouth shut about that right now until I can actually talk to anybody at Warner Brothers and yeah. uh, and DC Entertainment. Cause I don't yep. own that property. So, but it's, it's something I've been working on for quite some time to try to pitch to them. But as of right now, I'm using it just as my stable of work to show different agents what I'm capable of. Um, and I've also got uh, Texas heat, which is being rewritten right now, but called uh, the curve. It is a baseball story 
And I yeah. think we had a conversation about Texas heat a few months, maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. I think we may have. Yes, indeed we have. Indeed we did. That's right. That's right. We did have a conversation about that. It was a different book at the time. Mm -hmm. It was a completely different book at the time. Um, it was still revolving around the Major League Baseball clubs. This time I have created my own baseball league, um, which is now around the globe. So there are other countries that take part in it as well. Um, and instead of taking place in Houston with the Houston Astros, who are pretty much hated right now at the moment, um, it is a fictional team by the name of the Oklahoma City Buffaloes. So uh, my mom and dad, my mom is from Oklahoma City. My dad is from Lawton, Oklahoma. And I couldn't think of a better, better state and cities to use uh, for this background. It's the exact same characters, the exact same story. Just, just revised. Yep, just revised. Yeah, it it's probably a lot better to do a revision and get a team that you created instead of using nope. a major league team that isn't very well liked at the moment. <laughs> Well, not only are they not well liked, but I, I it, it's so sad because you know this is the team that I've grown up with. I'm I'm mm -hmm. a Houston native. I was born and raised. So you know my first game was in 1979 at the Houston Astrodome when they were a decent team. When they were when they were a bunch of collective really good, amazing baseball players who didn't cheat. And I grew up with them not doing anything like that. And then to come to this point where I've written this book that. I had to completely do a rewrite because basically I don't think it's going to sell nor is anybody going to try to pick up the television rights because of who the, who the main team is. But now, no, I've changed it. And it's, it's really, really good. Um, I we're, we're excited about the, uh, about the possibilities of it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I have so many projects. It's ridiculous at this point. I, I, I have yet to make, any author that doesn't have at least 10 works in progress. Yeah, that's about right. Oh, you froze for a second. That's uh, maybe actually it's 10, at least 10. Yeah. At least, and you're absolutely right about that. That's weird. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, have, you start working on something, you write a single sentence and you go, oh, I have a brilliant idea for the next whatever. Yep. You're absolutely right. That's exactly it how it goes. It could yeah, be a script. It could be a TV series. It could be a book. It could be a line of poetry. Who knows? Our brains just go in these little tangents. I love that. It's so awesome how they work. It's so awesome. And and being a writer is, you know, if I were, if it were more lucrative, it, it, it would be great. But mm -hmm. I, I enjoy every single second of, of what I do. Uh, I love creating. Um because creating is the most important thing. I think the written word is something that, you know, I, so these kids, our kid, my kids are social media bound and on their phones and on their tablets so much, you know, they, they, they rarely have a book in their hands anymore. Um, it would, it would be nice to see the world start reading more. <laughs> and it like, would. Yeah. You know, so, so much. I mean, so I, much. we did see a boost in books being bought in 2020. But, you know, oh, yeah. getting them read <laughs> is one thing to buy yeah. them. I mean, my to-be-read uh, shelf just exploded on me, but, you know. <laughs> what mine are doing in my office right now, I have, I have so many books that need to go up on a shelf, but I don't have any more room. And I don't want to get rid of the ones in here that I do have. So it's, it's uh, and buying new books, um, 
because I like to have the physical book. I can't, I don't do online reading like, uh, like, like that stuff. I, I can't do it. it See, as a with, publisher, I don't mind re reading a ebook to see, you know, manuscript on the computer, see if there's something that's going to be published. But if it's something I want to read for my enjoyment, it has to be a paperback, hardback, yeah. you know, something yeah. in my hands. I, it, it, there's just, it's just something about just the feel of a, of a physical book being in my hands and sitting down somewhere where there's nobody else. And maybe I turn on some music and I just start reading. I can yeah. finish a book in a day. You know, yeah. I mean, I really could. Um, I, I've read, I read mine. I read the final copy, the final edited copy of Valeria in like two days. Um, and um, that was, I was extremely extremely impressed with with the work I, I i was not it took a long time for me to get happy with that book uh we i tell you we went through some editors I, I i cannot believe the amount of money that we paid to this editor basically she did just, nothing no she really didn't she really just did a just did a, a horrible horrible job and yeah, my 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 wife and my dad are are the ones that actually finished the editing on the book and and did a really great job on it as well. I you know I it it, it really turned into something really fantastic and I I really think it's I, I sure hope that that we get an agent for it because I think it's ready to be published. I think it could be a a big hit. I think it would go too. I mean, everyone's into the sci-fi fantasy elves and monsters and stuff like that right nope. now because we need a break from reality i mean reality it right now sucks it's a, it's dog shit i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, it is so i i cannot my my wife and i have said it to, to each other numerous times is that we cannot be believe that we are living in this in this time we can't believe that that we're living in in and what I guess, you know, in 1776 would have been considered a, a revolution, but now it's, it's, it's terrorism and it is straight terrorism. You know, I mean, seeing what I've been seeing, I, yeah, I just, we can't really discuss it, but you know, it's what we're seeing across the nation. And we're like, wait, let's go back in our history books. Yeah. There's, there's going to be, there's going to be books this thick written just about 2020 and you know they're 2021 maybe right along with it let's hope that mm -hmm. it really is a peaceful transition this next week and that that yeah, yeah i'm so sick of violence i am yeah. advocate for I'm no violence violent. yeah so i please, i'm please, i'm totally with you. we need to stop this insanity of destroying other people's property yeah people it, this is it's it is it is absurd right now it is it is absolutely so I mean, I cannot, you know, even if this, even if COVID wasn't happening right now and, 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 and I protested in front of the CNN building in 2001 or 2002, when they started uh, showing coverage of the war in Iraq, mm -hmm. I was over in LA and I, and I protested, but it wasn't violent. It was more kind of like, uh, like more kind of like a party, really. I mean, even the cops were protesting with us cause they didn't like it. And this is in Los Angeles, LA County. And, and now, I mean, they're breaking, I mean, that's the capital of our country, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. 
it's mind boggling. Yeah, we do not need these riots. We do not need these destructions of property. We do not need to burn cities to the ground. We no, can get our point across protesting without violence. Yes, yes, you can. And that's what I was saying. I mean, all of these people whose lives are basically ruined at this point for busting into the Capitol um, and could have just stood outside of the building, stood outside of the barriers, and they could have hooted and hollered all they wanted. They never would have lost their jobs. They wouldn't have gone to prison. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. It really does not. I it, Honestly, you have to have an IQ of under 80 to do something stupid like that. I, I just, it just blows my mind. And, you know, I mean, Trump can thank himself for, in, in the Republican Party, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be hurting for the next 20 odd years. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy for them to, to crawl back from this. It's, it's going to be really, uh, whew, yeah, just uh, craziness. Just, I utter crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, 2020 got- has just been a crazy year altogether. And it, it's, I mean, it's great if you're an author. Uh, yeah, you- I, I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's because amazing you're- if you're an author. Yeah, it's crazy great because then you have all the things that you can put into books, spin it in a different direction, and put it in a fantasy wor- world, put it in a uh, Ramakan, put it into whatever. And yep. it, makes perfect sense that way but to live it live through this is just insane yeah well i mean yeah it's something like i like i said i never in a million years i mean sitting in a in a high school classroom in 1993 i never in a million years would have guessed it would have been here in 2020 you know in 2020 2021 it just it it, it, it's nor did i ever think that i mean in all honesty and you know it's it's just the truth that i think that Donald Trump would ever be president of the United States. You know, I thought he just enjoyed making money way too much to become president. So, you know, and now he's ruined that too. I mean, geez, I, you know, how the mighty have fallen. Well, it's this year. I mean, it's just one thing after another. And we can blame it on the year. We can blame it on politics. We can blame it on things that are being pulled behind the scenes that we as citizens do not see. That's true. That's absolutely right. You're right. It's, it's, we, we just, it's, it's, oh my gosh. It's like a, <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like a, uh, I just don't understand it. But like you said, it assures a, a heck of a lot of fun to write about. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to get so much great material from this uh, year last year i should say not this year we're only in a couple of weeks of 2021 but you know nope. all of 2020 i have so much great material to write down now <laughs> it's it's yeah it's intense i i've i'm getting ready to probably start working on the outline for the second book of uh the Illyria series um and uh, we're we're uh i'm i it's time it's time we're gonna have something that's gonna uh some type of uh, disease that's going to float through, but we're also, I'm also going to be introducing uh, space travel uh, in the second book. So, um, space traveling yeah. vampires. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be wicked wild. I mean, I, I don't really know any other way to describe it other than that this one is, is, 
You know, Illyria, the first book, it was the opener. It was the backstory so that mm-hmm. so that my people know the people going into the second book because when the second book comes out, it's going to be crazy. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be totally and utterly ridiculous, but it's going to be awesome. And it's going to make great fodder for either an animated television series or a live action television series, whichever one I can pull off of this one. I don't mm. know which one would work better at this point. 3D animation would work really well. Oh, 3D animation would be badass, yeah. I mean, get a hold of like James Cameron because he's the <laughs> badass when it comes to <laughs> 3D animation. Yeah. He'd, uh, I don't know if I got that kind of money. I mean, if he saw the, if he saw dollar signs with it, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, you just need to have a good agent. Yeah, I need or to get, know I, someone that knows him. Yeah, <laughs> and I need to get, I need to get that agent. That's what, that's what we're shooting for at the moment is that we're trying to find an agent for this book so that we can get it picked up, and so that we can get the next three books picked up because it's going to be a three to four book series. So that's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, I and, got. And this is something you need a traditional press. It's not something you can do indie. It's not going to work as an indie author. You need a yeah. big name. Yep. You need global distribution. One, yeah. yeah, this one it cannot it cannot be um, it cannot be uh, independently done. No, yeah, no, it probably it probably shouldn't even be out on the market on the market right now. But it is, and I mean it sold some. It hasn't sold a lot. I think I've sold nine copies, maybe ten, honestly. But once the right agent reads that, reads it, well, we'll be good to go. I think that book, I, it's going to soar. I honestly believe just in the U.S., I think we can do about 1.5 to 2 million. That's my hope in book sales with this one. I mean, okay, I'm very, very big in mindset. So if you can see it, you can visualize it, you can get there because it's already been done. You just have yep. to find the right path. I Well, you know, I like it, it's funny because I... I <laughs> I'm such a student of Stephen King and um, there's, I, I have, there have been times where I've taken manuscripts that I have and I've just completely, you know, trashed them. Unfortunately on a computer, you can always get your trash back, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my Mac. So it's not like I'm like taking it, crumpling it and throwing it into a trash can. Oh, yeah. and it's gone forever. But there was this story that Stephen King told about, and I, and I believe it was about the book it, and his, he had literally thrown the manuscript in a trash can and sprayed it down with lighter fluid, if I'm not mistaken. And he was going to light it. But his wife came in and said, she was like, don't you dare light this manuscript. She was like, you go through it, you fix this book, and you get that book out on the market. And that book, I believe it was either Pet Cemetery or it that it wound up turning out to be, which like are the two of just- I mean, we all do it. I mean- Yep. There is not an author writer out there does that doesn't take a 300 page script, a fully edited manuscript or something go this is trash, I hate yep. it. <laughs> yep. And throw it away and then someone comes back through that has read it and go, "What are you talking about? This is a masterpiece." Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the way I'm looking at Illyria because it has such a wide, I mean, there is an amazingly wide audience for this. Mm-hmm. I also know that I believe that this book can do incredibly well in Japan, Italy. I think just the, your, the, the entirety of Europe and the UK. I see uh, a lot of success with fantasy authors in Southeast Asia. 
Yep. Because they take them and they turn them into animated or animated shows. Yeah. I mean, they, it's, it's incredibly brilliant what they do. I wish. I mean, I have my authors over in Southeast Asia and their books sell better there than they do here in the U S. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. You know, I mean, (laughs) other countries are, yeah, it's not bad. It's just, no, you know, no, it's amazing how certain books, especially with your fantasy authors, do better in a country yep. that is big on anime. And if we watch, let's see, anime series, Bleach. I mean, just as an example, pull that off the top of my head. They're big in that sci-fi fantasy, good versus evil stuff like this. Yep. And, and, and it, it, it sells so well. And I mean, you know, you see authors become American authors becoming celebrated over there all the time, mm-hmm. you know, all the time oh, yes. to the point of where they actually move there. So it's, you know, I mean that, and that, and, and that says something about, about the love that you can get from, from other places. And, and like I said, this book, Alaria, it, it, it is, it is well-rounded. Um, I think anybody who loves action, anyone who loves adventure, anyone who loves a little violence, and anyone who loves the monster genre is going to adore. Love this book. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's a really, really and it took a really long time to get right. It took a really long time to get okay. right. Okay, no, no, no. I have a book I started writing two years ago. I'm still not done writing it. Oh God, I have a script. I finished, oh no, I finished it. I got all excited because it was finished. And then I went back through it and go, wait, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate it when that happens. I can't, I, that, is, that is my biggest pet peeve. You go through it and you're like, oh God, did I really write this? No, 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 no. Then you give it to somebody else and like, well, what's wrong with it? Yeah. You don't see that? Really, you don't, you don't see that? That works for you? And like my dad has always told me that when I, you know, talk about love and stuff like that in my books, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sugary sweet with it. Mm-hmm. I I kind of I guess push the boundaries with 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 the with the sacredness of love, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's just that I, I I love love a lot. Love is a good thing. Love is a wonderful thing. It's a hell of a lot better than than hate. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I mean. I put enough violence in my books. There needs to be some good stuff in my books too, besides yeah. just complete and utter darkness. So yeah, you know, and, and I don't mind the saccharineness. I it, it's, it's, it's funny because I know I I've been told that I could probably write romance, but I just can't see myself going that full direction. I can put a little romance into my fantasy, but uh yeah. full on. Just, just a little bit here and yeah. there sporadically yeah. like you know just to break Otherwise, up the tension between all the action but not enough oh, yeah. to yeah i get it yeah it, it, but we're almost out of time so where can our viewers and our listeners find you uh just one second and i will give you all of that information um and you please can... please please make sure you email it to me so i can also put it in the comment section of this video Oh, you got it. 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 Um, do I have, where is your email? Um, calendar. Dang it. I hate this. I hate my stupid phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm sitting here doing this on the phone with you. Um, I, they can reach me at David Corey. My email is davidcorey at gmail.com. They can also reach me on my Facebook page at the, it's the Illyria Facebook page. Um, and, um, you know, if you're, you know, if you have any, if anybody has any questions or if anybody is interested, they can also buy the book at Amazon on amazon.com. So, uh, yeah, you yeah. really need to get that to like Walmart and Target. And yeah, I know I do. It, it needs to, it so desperately needs to get picked up. 2,400 retailers, honey, you, you need to hit those. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to though. I don't know how to go about hitting Walmart and well, check your email and we'll talk about it later, but we are out of time. Okay. So thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you, Melissa. You're awesome. 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 And for our readers, happy reading. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc